From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. I am, as our lovely announcer said, I am Jerry Brooks, your baby-faced assassin of freedom, tour guide through the wackadoodle world of the left, and Joe Biden's America, and, well, just a guy who's just going to tell it like it is, telling the whole truth and nothing but the truth with a lot of help from God. And, my friends, whew, hold tight. It's getting really weird, but we are five days, five little days away from the most important midterm election in our lifetime. And we're going to have some fun. It's going to be uh, races. Well, race, races are tightening up everywhere. And it is really interesting to see how things are going in these last few days leading up to Election Day. And since we're coming in hot on some things, let's get to work. But first, uh, as always, you can send us email at inblackandright at gmail.com. You can also check out our website, inblackandright.net, because we've got some real interesting things that we've just updated on the website a little earlier today. So, let's get to work, folks. Well, certainly, the big news yesterday, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates again, for a fourth consecutive time, another three-quarters of a percent increase. Now, you have the interest rate for a 30-year fixed-rate home loan in the neighborhood of 8%. Wow! As if, I promise you, this did not bode well with the Biden administration and that really pathetic speech he did down at Union Station in D.C. yesterday. Holy cow, people. I mean, if you're going to call that some sort of a, you know, closing argument five days from Election Day and to try to gaslight people into thinking, oh, it's going to take days, it's going to take a week before it's decided, it's like, no, it's not. And especially in states like Pennsylvania, which has been told by a judge, you cannot, you, they, the ballots that come in through the mail that don't have any type of signature or any sort of postmark or anything like that cannot be counted. So yeah, the cheat is on in a lot of places. Same in Arizona. Those are the two states that are probably going to be the most important in the midterms. Uh, with all the shenanigans going on, uh, uh, with, uh, with voting and, and all of this craziness. So yeah, I'm actually at the point where I want to see what they're going to try to do uh, as far as a cheat goes. I'm curious, because I'm not really worried here in Florida. We've got a great governor, He's got a double-digit lead 
And But I'm not going to rest on my laurels. I am going to vote day of, which is traditional for me. Now, other folks have uh, voted early here in Florida. Uh, and, Flor and early voting in Florida ends on Saturday, November the 5th. So, yes. So, for those who are voting early here in Florida, yes, you've got a few more days left. But, I'm going to wait day of. But it's going to be interesting. This type of news only solidifies and validates the thinking of a lot of people who are concerned about the economy, who are concerned about inflation, and you throw all that in there uh, with, oh my gosh, we're running the diesel shortage. We've only got about the diesel our diesel reserve runs out just before Thanksgiving, which is the absolute worst time for it to happen. Because with the holiday season, you're going to run out of diesel. Trucks can't get things to the store. They can't, there's not going to be any farming or harvesting because farms need diesel. You have the construction industry, so. Yeah, that's going to come pretty much to a standstill because you can't use heavy equipment without diesel. So, I mean, and other industries are going to be directly affected because of this. So, one, I think it's the final nail in the coffin for the death of the Biden economy and Bidenflation. Yes, four straight increases. By the Federal Reserve. That's 3%. Interest rates going up 3 full percentage points in less than a year in a really painful attempt to try to stop inflation. And that's not even looking pretty good either. It's not because with the weather getting colder, especially in the Northeast, and then the Great Lakes that traditionally have pretty nasty winters, heating oil and natural gas, what, whatever you use to heat your home with, is going up by, what, about 30%. 30% increase in cost. Okay, yeah. And Biden thinks, and some of his mental midgets and all these business types on CNBC and Bloomberg, this is not transitory. Hello? It is nowhere close to transitory. Four of these increases in the, in the interest rate by the Fed? Oh, my gosh. That's really sick. But, hey, you know, you can continue to try to gaslight people into thinking that it's okay. We're fine. Not a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell that to people's bank accounts. Tell that to seniors whose 401ks and pension funds have taken a beating. I mean, a real beating so bad that there are seniors who are having to, like, return to work. That's messed up. Retirement should be for retirement. But not in Biden's world. New, no, new, no, new. No. So, yeah, that's pretty messed up. But interesting 
another story that just came out of New Hampshire. Last night was the New Hampshire GOP Senate, well, actually the senatorial debate between General Don Bolduc and incum Democrat incumbent Maggie Hassan. Well, apparently, it has been alleged that General Bolduc, the Republican nominee, was apparently assaulted when he arrived for the debate at St. Anselm's St. Anselm College, which is very prestigious when it comes to the primaries because New Hampshire is the first uh, primary in the nation. So, yeah, it's apparently... Now, apparently, <laughs> this libertarian activist threw a punch, or at least allegedly threw a punch... <sighs> That General Balduck didn't really injure him, kind of grazed him a little. But it's really interesting in light of the Paul Pelosi mess. Which, by the way, as a little side note, apparently the U.S. Capitol Police that had a direct feed of Nancy Pelosi's home, but apparently they didn't see the incident as it happened. I'm like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Haven't we been told for the last several days that it's those darn MAGA Republicans? They're scary. They're a threat to our democracy. Which in actual translation is, it's a threat to the left version of democracy. Because, frankly, we are a, <laughs> we are a constitutional republic. And Ben Franklin even said so on the day that the Constitutional Convention adjourned. When the, the famous story of the woman who asked him what kind of government uh, did they give us. And he said, we have given you a republic if you can keep it. And that, those five words right there kind of chill me. When to, to the core of my being when I heard them because look at where we are now. We're having Biden going out there gaslighting people saying that, you know, democracy is threatened. Democracy is threatened. Who's threatening it? It's not the Republicans. Not MAGA Republicans anyway. MAGA Republicans are the decent people who are working their butts off trying to keep a roof over their head and food on their table and gas in their car so they can get to the jobs, which thank God they still have, and may not have much longer. If we follow the trend, no, 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 no. But it's interesting that, yeah, a libertarian activist tried to throw a punch at General Balduck, but the only people who are talking about it right now is, frankly, uh, John Solomon's team at Just the News. You know, and apparently uh, Fox got maybe a rep reported a little bit of this, but you're not hearing it in the mainstream media because in their minds, that would absolutely ruin the Paul Pelosi narrative. <laughs> that it's only those mean Republicans. Really. It's not just Democrats who are getting hit, attacked. There are Republicans, too. 
And the mainstream corporate media has the worst case of selective memory. I mean, we had the burnt, I mean, the, the notorious incident of the Bernie Sanders supporter who took aim at the Republicans during their baseball practice a few short years ago. Dang near killed Steve Scalise, but nobody said anything about that. No, that wasn't a threat to democracy then. But apparently, in the minds of the deranged wackadoodle left, now all of a sudden, we're about, what, two, three years removed from that whole incident? But yeah. Yeah, now all of a sudden it's like, oh, democracy is threatened, democracy is threatened. It's like, you people are absolutely pathetic and predictable in the media. You're nothing more than false prophets, and frankly, you're useful idiots for Satan. Putting forth this gaslighting and everything else. Please, spare me on this. Just absolutely spare me. Because that's, the, the threat to democracy is not with the Republicans, it's with the Democrats, because our republic is under severe threat from some of the most whacked out, way out in left field policies, and it's not the problem with the message. It's the problem with policy, and it's disgusting. So we've got that going on. So let's move on. But since we're considering this whole issue of, you know, the democracy being threatened. Here's a story for you from Reason Magazine. And this actually is a story that also I've been, I talked about from The Intercept. And I've put a link to that uh, on a lot of, uh, just about all of the social media that we have. And I will put it also up on the website. At, I've also put it up on the website as well. But this is a uh, this is a this is another story that went um, sort of hand in hand. It's sort of a commentary. But this the the headline. I love that. DHS's crusade against misinformation is another example of anti-terror mission creep. And this is from Reason Magazine. And Joe Lancaster is the journalist who wrote it. And this was dated uh, the 2nd of November, but still. On Monday, and just reading a little bit from this. Uh, on Monday, The Intercept, Glenn Greenwald's uh, group, published an article on the Department of Homeland Security's efforts to combat misinformation and disinformation. Drawing on a combination of leaked and public documents, the outlet detailed how the DHS pressured major tech companies to police false election information on their respective platforms. 24 hours later, ProPublica published an investigation of its own titled How the Biden Administration Caved to Republicans on Fighting Election Disinformation. It makes the case that as elect local election officials have begged federal agencies for help countering disinformation, current and former DHS employees are frustrated that the agency's efforts have been hobbled in response to political pressure. In other words, DHS 
has not given up on this misinformation, disinformation thing. They tried it out in the open, and they got major league pushback. But they're still trying to do it under the radar from the prying eyes of Republicans and the media. And if the media knew, they're not saying anything. But there is this collusion between the FBI and major tech platforms like Facebook and Twitter before the Elon Musk era. So this is really interesting. But Greenwald and the Intercepts article focused, and, and just a little bit later down um, in Mr. Lancaster's piece, the Intercepts article focused on DHS and FBI efforts to influence tech companies' moderation decisions. It cited internal documents and communications to show that starting before the 2020 election, the DHS and, FBI and the FBI hold regular meetings with representatives from each of the major tech companies, including Meta, formerly Facebook, Twitter, and Microsoft. These meetings have continued on a bi-weekly basis through at least August of this year. They were intended to assess each firm's responsiveness to reports of misinformation and disinformation on its platform. Government agents also reported thousands of social media posts, many of which were many of which the platforms removed or flagged as a result. Folks, this is still a mess. These folks are just absolutely hell-bent for leather in DHS, FBI, going to these tech companies and colluding with them to try to squash your free speech. This is why the left and the media are having more cows than a dairy, to start enough dairy farms, when Elon Musk bought Twitter. And now that he's taken over, and the sale has gone through, and he's going scorched earth, this makes the left absolutely nervous as anything. And now we're finding out how much government agencies and government law enforcement are colluding with these companies in the name of misinformation, disinformation, and trying to either cooperate with the government so that they don't get into trouble or they're just happy to come along and participate in this government-sponsored censorship alliance. So yeah, this is crazy. It's still going to go on behind the scenes. And I sincerely hope that the Homeland Security Committee of the House and the Senate, when you get Republican control, looks into this, looks into these reports, and actually holds Mayorkas and uh, Christopher Ray and Merrick Garland responsible for this. This is not cool. If you're going to try and brand quote-unquote election deniers as potential terrorists? Seriously? This is bad. This is all kinds of bad. And believe me, it's not going to be fun, and I'm going to, I'm going to try to get um, the a link to the intercept article on blackandright.net so you can 
look at this for yourself in greater detail. Because I'll tell you, this is not good in any way, shape, manner, or form. Yipes. Ugh. Mercy, mercy, mercy. But interestingly enough, as we are five days away from, from the midterms, one of the big issues, uh, a new issue actually, and, and I love how Steve Cortez of the War Room, and he's an economics guy, very sharp. There are three eyes that people are concerned about that voters are looking into. Inflation, immigration, and injections. And I've told this story before, but it's interesting to see now how it's, uh, how it's sort of working out, how it's playing out. Since the CDC has now made the COVID vaccine a regular part of children's vaccination programs, yeah, there are a lot of parents who are ticked off. And one place that it's really hitting home is Virginia, the Commonwealth of Virginia. Now, apparently, got a story here, uh, another great, other great work from uh, Just the News, e and the headline, emails demanded from Youngkin's education tip line show COVID mandates big parent concern. The subheading, the majority of emails showed parents' frustrations with teachers, administrators, and school policies. So interesting. <laughs> this is very interesting because now in Virginia, and, and I hope a lot of other states too, because there is absolutely, positively, no stinking way that COVID vaccines and I've said it before, they are, it is experimental. It's totally experimental. And, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Now, just reading uh, this story and what Governor Youngkin has done apparently has set up an education tip line where Virginians can submit their concerns about anything education-related. Curriculum, remote learning, books, mass policies, etc. Now, apparently, the majority of the emails that were, uh, which are part of public records disclosure, had said that there were a lot of angry parents who were frustrated with teachers, administrators, and school policies, and especially with COVID-19 protocols. Well, this was just all they needed when they heard. And parents are incredibly aware that the CDC doing this, all you're going to yeah, and they're not going to be okay with it. Now, if you live in a blue state, then you're going to have these blue state governors use the excuse of, well, we're just 
We're just following the CDC. I mean, we're not talking exactly intellectual giants here, because the CDC, on more than one occasion, over the last two and a half years, has screwed up so much stuff with the response to COVID, with the vaccines, their recommendations for mandates. No, they are a mess, and parents have every right to be ticked off. Now, fortunately, ever since this uh, ruling came from the CDC, hey, Governor DeSantis and other red state governors here in Florida, no way whatsoever is the state of Florida going to include a COVID vaccine with, and, and going to force it on kids. Other red state governors have said similar. No, we're not going to do it. So this is going to be really interesting to see how, how much this is really going to have an effect on education. Because parents aren't okay with it. Parents are not okay. I don't care what the CDC says. I don't care what the mainstream media says. Parents are not okay with this. Especially with babies. They're going down to six months. Yee, I caramba. No, thank you. Not going to get into this mess. So, yes. Uh, so, injections, these mandates to give kids going into schools, uh, in public schools, require them to get COVID vaccinations. No, not going to work, folks. Sorry. Uh, that, that's a full-on mess. That is an absolute full-on mess. Ugh. But, what can you do, folks? Ugh. Oh, but, keep going. Keep going, Mama Bears. Keep going, Papa Bears. Whether the school boards like it or not, your voices are going to be heard. And if they're not going to listen to you, you vote their sorry butts out. When you have the chance. Now, if it's in five days, fantastic. You won't have to deal with these dingbats for long. And there is a severe increase. I mean, and it's a good increase. There are some 270 candidates for school boards across the country that the Moms for Liberty and the Moms for America have endorsed and they're giving support to. So... It ain't over yet, not by a long shot. And with that, I'm afraid today's show is over, but that's okay. We're going to be at it. We're going to be at it all weekend, and we're going to be doing, uh, with a little bit of good fortune, we will be doing a live stream election night f live from Jacksonville. And that's going to be a whole lot of fun, folks. So get ready and do your thing come Election Day next Tuesday. You can also listen and subscribe to our audio podcast wherever you get your podcast. We're everywhere on all platforms. So find us, follow us, subscribe, and tell other people. We're going to have some fun. So for now, my friends, take care. God bless. See you tomorrow for WTF Friday. 
And, as always, Patriots come in all colors.